Welcome to SaaS Unlocked. I have Forbes 30 under 30 person uh, with us, Matt. Uh, hey, Matt, how are you, man? Let's I'm good, thank you. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. The exciting part is uh, uh, the, you're the co-founder and uh, CEO at ULabs. It's something that is helping salespeople grow, right? So uh, maybe to begin with, I would love to hear more about U-Hubs on how it is helping companies uh, hitting their sales targets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, happily. So a qu quick introduction as to who we are and uh, how long we've been on this journey. So yeah, as you mentioned, um, one of the co-founders of the business, we've been building U-Hubs for in total, uh, around four years. Although when I reflect on the journey, much of the first 12 months was really um, focused on experimentation in the market. Um, so, so when it came to actually, you know, building out uh, actual product, um, mm -hmm. we really only took our first version of our product to market in, in 2021. Um, you know, we did a lot of testing in low code, no code. Um, mm -hmm. so, so as a business, you know, really for us, V1 of our platform came out in January 2022. Um, so we think of ourselves as kind of like pre-product and post-product. Um, it's been a, an interesting journey. You mentioned the sales world is one that we're setting out to help solve. And really mm -hmm. for, for us, for us, the, the, the vision here at, at U-Hubs is, is really all, all around how we can help people realize their potential. As founders you know we, we've identified that sales is is one of the biggest challenges when it comes to skill gaps and mm -hmm. and there's quite often so much learning on the job that that happens so so here at uhubs what we do is we help leaders and sales teams um hire more effectively ramp up and, and onboard new hires to target faster um and then we help them develop salespeople using uh various different data sources to, to do so so we've been described as as building the the money ball for sales if mm -hmm. you've seen the the hollywood movie um with jonah hill um the the money ball analogy is one that, that comes up quite a lot for us so tell me what what actually inspired you uh i'm sure there's there must be some pain point uh that you might have come across working in previous companies that you worked at what was the source of inspiration to create U-Hubs? Yeah, so th this journey started, as I mentioned, about four years ago, but but the insight kind of came well before that. Um, so I, I had a hand in helping build the startup program for one of the big management consultancies. Mm -hmm. It was a previous project of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and I spent a period of about four years in the startup ecosystem in London. Uh, you know, this was kind of um, early 2010s. Mm -hmm. it was starting to emerge then as silicon roundabout as we called it and through working with hundreds of founders and their go-to-market leadership what i observed was that scaling a predictable and repeatable sales team mm -hmm. was quite often the biggest barrier to growth it's a really hard thing to do um so around about that time i also met my co-founder ash so ash led you know he built out marketing at just eat he had mm -hmm. scaled out a, a team from the ground up there, and he had experienced firsthand many of the challenges that uh, that are required in, in scaling out a, an effective revenue team. So that was really the kind of a hard moment was, you know, it was a really kind of common pain point, common problem, and there didn't really seem to be any consistent 
templates or or approach to to solving it and also like very little data was being used to actually help inform how to build and and develop salespeople. So that was the kind of unique insight for us to to jump in and build this one. So uh, since the launch of this product, uh, um, how do you think that this product has evolved uh, in the last one year? And how actually it is helping uh, sales leaders out there? Yeah, so we we kind of think about two things here at U-Hubs. Um, the way that one of our advisors described it recently to us is is quite a nice way to think about it we think about keeping the lights on so we're, we're building a product to kind of keep the lights on mm-hmm. whilst we build the rocket ship to the moon mm-hmm. um so there's kind of t- two sides to our to our, our solution and the kind of keep the lights on side of the solution is you know solving a, a very well-known and well-defined problem um and that is like how do you predictably and repeatedly ramp up and develop salespeople and how do you do it in a way that's time and cost mm-hmm. effective so you know we, we we focused on really heavily on templates so we help our customers automate and uh, their onboarding and development flows mm-hmm. we help them build out development plans through our product and really the kind of key business metric for us so far in the last 12 months has been ramp up time so if, you know, mm-hmm. on average, it takes a, a seller, let's call it an account executive at a SaaS company, if it takes them on average six months to ramp up to hit their target, if we can reduce that ramp up time by 10 to 25%, that has mm-hmm. an immediate um, knock on impact on, on top line revenue. So ramp up time has been a really kind of key key metric for, for us here at, at U-Hubs. And we've been building out, you know, and focusing on moving the needle on metrics such as that. I think just the second one that I'd add is we also look at the performance distribution across sales teams. So we Mm -hmm. quite often see this kind of 10, 80, 10 distribution where maybe only 10% of your sales team will actually consistently be hitting their their revenue number, their number, their goal. Mm -hmm. Here at U-Hubs, what we do is we focus on the 80% in the middle and we focus on enabling them with the right training and and coaching plans so that we can move them up into that top 10% quartile. So that would be another example of a metric that we've we've helped them move the needle on and uh early signs has been really promising. You know, we we've, we've been able to reduce ramp up time by as much as 26% um for some clients um uh, and we're having a, a really big impact on on revenue growth. Amazing. So we are in like you know era of AI and with ChatGPT out here. Uh, how do you think that will impact like you know uh, in terms of the product you are building uh, or the vision you have for the company in the next three years? Yeah, so we're, we're where are we now almost in in April 2023. So I I first personally came across GPT last year. Um, Last summer, I was kind of educating myself on the sort of GPT results and, and releases. GPT-3 was about to come out. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to say GPT's changed the game. Like, there was a lot of kind of uh, expectation and hype in 2022. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with chat GPT coming out, it's um, it's hit the kind of mass market. And I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, right? I think the adoption has been insane. Yeah, for us as for us as founders, it's super exciting, right? Because it's just created so much opportunity. It's so like it's- uh, for me, like you know, I was taking 
at least uh, uh, maybe 20 hours a week to create the content for a week. And now it's like half hour to mm. plan maybe 15 days of my content pipeline to come up with ideas. It's so much easier. It's like game changer, man. So definitely. But I, I just like, you know, I'm curious to know how you are planning to implement AI in what you do. And is there something that uh, can help uh, sales achieve uh, the numbers faster? Yeah, 100%. So I think just before I dive in and share some specific examples of what we're doing here at, at UHubs around AI and GPT, I think it's worth just kind of zooming out and thinking about the sales mm -hmm. profession more generally. Mm -hmm. It goes without saying that that GPT and advances in, in large learning models has has really kind of fast tracked what's possible for for sales teams. And I think there's we're going to see mass disruption across a number of different verticals, specifically within sales or the modern kind of revenue org. I'm already hearing a lot of talk around like the disruption of CRM systems. So, you know, historically a CRM has really essentially been a, a database. It's been a store of, of, of data. Um, it's it's historically not been a place that salespeople like to spend time. Um, you know, there's there's really not much for a salesperson in a CRM. Um, yeah. You know, they're quite often billed for, for for managers and leadership teams. We're starting, I think, with the generative um, aspect of 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 the rise of of generative AI. We're now already starting to see shifts away from his sort of traditional CRM and how people are thinking about the the kind of sales tech stack, which I think is really exciting because, you know, quite frankly, if AI now has the ability to potentially listen to your sales calls, transcribe the kind of key actions and outcomes from those calls, and then update the CRM for you, mm -hmm. that kind of makes... That would be a game changer, man. Because we we are working with a lot of customers um, who we manage HubSpot for, so mostly sales operations. And uh, uh, when it comes to creating reporting for leadership and all of the other RevOps thing that people do, right? So it's the number one thing is sales forgets to put in the data that this is required to create the reports at the first place. And if AI can, like, you know, based on the conversation they are having via email, that can be updated on on HubSpot or any CRM, it's a game changer. It saves a lot of time and back and forth between uh, operations and the sales. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And, you know, I, I always think about performance in 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 sales, and this this goes for lots of functions across the business. I think performance equals potential minus interference. Mm -hmm. So a lot, a lot of the sort of day-to-day -day tasks, and there's been a ton of research done on this, a lot of the role of a salesperson is really interferences. You know, it's updating the CRM. You know, it's, it's kind of like manually attending training that you don't really want to be at or you don't think you need. It's a lot of kind of manual tasks that aren't adding value to your end customer, your end buyers. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we're really excited because we, we see, you know, GPT and the, the rise of, of AI kind of really starting to help salespeople remove those interferences so that they can actually maximize their potential um, and, and start to move, move the needle on their performance. Makes sense. So... Uh... 
I'm sure like, you know, you have so much tips that you can share with other entrepreneurs, but if you have some like top three tips that you would like to give to other entrepreneurs, launch a successful product like you are doing. Oh, wow. Pratik, there's a, there's a lot of ways I could go. <laughs> with, I know uh, this is broad question and more on the personal side of things. And uh, I think coming it from Forbes 30 and their 30, how to get there? Uh, if there are aspiring entrepreneurs out there looking to succeed in entrepreneurship, it's a roller coaster ride. Uh, it takes a lot of effort. But if there's some things that you will uh, help them with, like, you know, a couple of tips that will, like, you know, help them go to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a few few kind of practical things that, that I can share. I think just before diving into those, it goes without saying that I by no means see myself as nearly the finished article and I see myself as kind of very green on this journey. And there really are kind of levels to this entrepreneurship game, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm always kind of looking up and aspiring towards, you know, even guys like Alex Ollie at ReachDesk who have kind of got to their Series B. And then beyond that, you know, I think you work your way all the way up to probably like Mark Benioff at Salesforce. And absolutely, um, there's levels to this game. So you have to constantly be be learning. And that's probably like the first tip that I would give any, any aspiring founder. I think if you don't have an infinite learning mindset and you don't wake up every single day um, thinking about how to become um, better, then entrepreneurship is, is probably going to be quite a tough path for you um, because it really does require um, constant learning, um, constant adapting, um, and a, a hell of a lot of resilience. So I think uh, uh, figuring out like what you enjoy and figuring out how to better yourself every day is like a really kind of important general tip and that's probably why so many of us as founders are addicted to the personal growth personal development mm -hmm. side of things um i think that the second one i mentioned it briefly there is is probably just resilience so i think as you're building out your your business what you actually come to realize is that for me personally some of the most fulfilling things that i've got out of my own startup journey so far have been the personal growth um you, you learn to overcome adversity on a daily basis mm -hmm. You figure out how to solve challenges that you didn't think you were maybe capable of overcoming. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to get comfortable with that really quickly. So I think number one is is like learning growth mindset. Number two is just like resilience. Um, and then thirdly, I, I think ultimately for me, what I've observed is that the most successful founders just have the most grit. I think it's not necessarily the smartest um founders that always win or the ones with the best idea i think quite often it's the ones who just keep pushing the boulder up the hill and just don't know when 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 they're dead um absolutely <laughs> it's more so about I, like persistence and consistency as you mentioned like you know never give up attitude sometimes there are challenging times coming your way uh, managing team uh, sales as you mentioned that you're focused on sales these days uh, everything you need to think as an uh, entrepreneur to move the the ball in the right direction so definitely agree on all the points that you shared with us what trends you're seeing in the industry like you know uh, after ai and that could affect uh, the way we do do business uh, uh, in the future next three years maybe yeah, so, you know, I, sh I shared a couple of kind of macro themes there around like removing interference. And I think that's mm -hmm. that's going to be a, a big one for AI. Mm -hmm. 
the vision that we have here at, at UHubs that we're building for is, you know, we see a world where AI is not necessarily going to replace all jobs. We're optimistic about the fact that AI is just going to help us do better, more meaningful work. So it's mm -hmm. going to remove all of the interference, all of the kind of manual tasks, the stuff that we don't kind of want to do or need to be doing and help yeah. free us up to focus on the more higher impact stuff. You know, so to give you one specific example of that, like one of the features that we're building into our product here at UHubs at the moment is thinking about um, intelligent recommendations for sales leaders. So quite often what we find is that, you know, managers are kind of manually trawling through Salesforce, trawling through their data, trying to get an understanding of like, why do I have this seller over here who's hit their target every month for the last six months? What are they doing differently to this seller here who joined at the same time, ramped up about the same speed, but just doesn't seem to be able to deliver the same revenue that this other rep can do. So we're looking at basically giving like a really easy way for managers to put in prompts like that, which would be, you know, an example would be, can you explain to me the differences in skill sets between rep A and rep B? Mm -hmm. And what we're looking to do is now train um, GPT on our proprietary data set to actually start to understand the correlation between different skill profiles and rep performance. So in that instance, the use case would be that a, a manager would come to UHubs, they can type in that prompt, and immediately we would give that manager three practical insights mm -hmm. around the differences between a top performing rep and, and a lower performing rep with perhaps a coaching plan or a training recommendation to help close the gap for the lower performing rep. So these are the types of use cases, you know, previously that would all kind of be hidden in loads of CRM reporting or call data. We're surfacing that using GPT and then we're providing it to a sales leader in a really time effective way. So we're really, really excited about this potential. Excellent. So there's a next round that is rapid fire on uh, where I'll ask you five questions and it's more on like your personal side of things and your personal choices. The first one on the list is name one other company and CEO that inspires you and why? It's a great, it's a great question. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, I mentioned Benioff. I think ultimately for me, like in B2B SaaS, like he's got to be the godfather uh in terms of the way that he went about building that company the new mm -hmm. category and just totally rethought the way that software um could could help customers and take over the world absolutely so I'd, I'd have to go with mark benioff and salesforce super uh and what's the what's one of the best business advice you've ever received best business advice you know i received a lot of advice early on in my career, when I was about 13 years old, I used to carry golf clubs at Sunningdale Golf Club here in the UK. Mm -hmm. So I got to kind of network and learn from some great business people who were um, wealthy uh, members at this this posh golf course. So there was one piece of advice that um, that one of the, the members gave gave to me there, which has kind of always always stuck with me. Um, and it, he said that there's a difference between data-driven and being data-informed. So being data-driven can not always be a good thing. If you only look at one set of data and decide to make a decision as an entrepreneur off the back of that data, you're 
letting the kind of data dictate your decision making. As, a, as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to take data from multiple different places. And instead of being data driven, it's better to be data informed. Mm-hmm. So you need to take on lots of different data sources, but ultimately you as the entrepreneur, as the CEO, need to make a decision um, using all of the data that you have at your disposal. So the difference between being data informed and data driven is something that's always stuck with me. And I try every day as much as possible to be data informed rather than data driven. It makes so much sense. I think uh, I'll follow this advice. Uh, thank you for sharing. What's one of the skills that has helped you become successful? I think um, I played a lot of sport growing up. Uh, so I've always considered myself kind of competitive. And, you know, even if it's like a game of tiddlywinks or cards, I'm always trying my best to win. Um, oh man, I'm so competitive. We should uh, play a match together. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think that has a lot, particularly in a sales environment. I think coming from a sporting background has a lot of um, transferable skills. But I, I would say, like the competitiveness and the kind of resilience that you gain from playing a lot of sport growing up is is very helpful for entrepreneurship. Yeah, well said. Now, this like you know, the fourth question is more about. Uh, let me explain you. So this entrepreneurship is more of a roller of roller coaster, right? Right. So sometimes you have ups, downs. Uh, you have to make a lot of decisions, manage team, manage team's happiness, company culture, and on top of it, that you have to like you know take care of the revenue, and also make your investors happy. <laughs> There's so much going on, right? So at the end of the day, what motivates you the most? What drives you? Yeah, it's an, it's an answer that probably not many people outside of my team will know, but it's actually my mum. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I so much relate to this you know, every night because I'm like based out of Israel and my mom is in India. So we usually have a phone call in the night before I end my day. I just talk to her for 15, 20 minutes. It's like gives you so much like, you know, comfort. It's like lo- unconditional love, right? that you get and she hears you and yeah, it's so nice. I I completely agree on that part, man. Now, uh, what movie book or a TV show that changed your life? Movie book or TV show. I'm going to go for book. I'm an absolute bookworm. I I try to read it as much as I can. Um, There's lots of amazing books, super hard to choose one, but if I was to go for one, I would probably go for the Untethered Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a book about spirituality and consciousness. It's quite deep, um, mm-hmm. but it's actually quite an easy read. Um, and a lot of things in that book, just about like becoming aware of your own emotions and feelings and your environment, just made like so much sense. That was like a really big epiphany for me. Um, and it's a relatively recent one. Like I only read it last year. But that's really helped me grow um, personally and become aware of like, you know, I'm not my feelings. <laughs> and if I'm feeling this way about a certain situation, instead of just kind of being led and dictated by that emotion, actually checking in and saying, well, why do I feel that way about what's just happened? That's interesting. Like, what's this? You know, I'm feeling anxious about this meeting that's coming up. But why am I feeling that way? Um, that's been really helpful to kind of help me. uh grow personally and stay um stay more balanced um which is the the hardest thing to do as a founder i guess perfect 
Thank you for sharing. So before, like, you know, the session is done, but I want to ask you on a personal note, um, what is the most difficult or challenging part of running business? Prioritization and time, which I guess are, are correlated. Nice. And maybe if I, if you want to just briefly elaborate that, uh, that would be nice. Yeah. You know, you're waking up every single day as a, as a founder or CEO, and you have a long list of priorities and problems. And I, I personally find that um, quite often the hardest part is figuring out what's in the urgent and important quadrant. Mm -hmm. And even within that, what is the most urgent and the most important fire that you should be attending to or, or issue that you should be resolving, uh, you know, with a customer or with a, a colleague. It's a, uh, it's a constant, uh, a constant juggle. Um, and it's a game that I'm trying to become better at playing. And uh, I think that's the difference. You know, we spoke about the great founders earlier. Uh -huh. uh, they just operate, you know, they, they operate on, an, on, a, on a level that you just couldn't even believe. You know, they're just so hyper-efficient. Their decision-making is, is, is so well data-informed. Um, and they know what's, in, they seem to sort of know what's important. And um, yeah, I aspire to get, to get there and I'm working on, on getting better at that every day, but it's not easy. Thank you for sharing. So um, that's wrap, that wraps up the session. Uh, if you want to just give you a, a final thought uh, or maybe ask, the, ask people to reach out to you via LinkedIn or whatever, feel free to share. Yeah, thanks, Pratik. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, like best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn. I'm uh, Matt Milligan at Uhubs. That's U-H-U-B-S. Um, I have a golf emoji in front of my name uh, for the reasons that I spoke about on this episode. Yes. And yeah, always happy to chat with uh, founders, with sales leaders who are looking to scale predictable, repeatable sales teams. Um, more than happy to have a chat and share learnings anytime. Thank you so much, Matt, for joining us today. Uh, and we wish you best of luck for your future. And until next time, this is Pratik uh, signing off. <laughs>